Okay, this is Star Trek. This is the new J.J. Uh, Abrams, the director. Perfect popcorn cinema. Oh, yes. Oh, wasn't it great? This is one of those films like Batman where they just get tired of all the clutter, so they just sweep it all and start again. Who are you? I'm with He's him. with me. We are traveling at warp speed. How did you manage to beam aboard this ship? Hey, you're the genius. You figure it out. As acting captain of this vessel, I order you to answer the question. Well, I'm not telling, acting captain. What did... Oh, no, that doesn't frustrate you, does it, my lack of cooperation? That that doesn't make you angry. Are you a member of Starfleet? I, um, yes. Can I get a towel? Please? Under penalty of court-martial, I order you to explain to me how you were able to beam aboard this ship while moving at warp. Well, don't answer him. You will answer me. Certainly a lot has packed in in just over two hours here. We go from before James T. Kirk is even born to their first encounter as a crew with an enemy in anger. And it, it all happens there. We, we are introduced to Spock when he's a child. We're introduced to McCoy when he's a cadet. We, we, we pick up all these people on the way, and then they're in a mission, and then they're fighting. The enemies in this film are the Romulans, yeah. which are sort of these sort of Genghis Khan-type creatures, like barbarians in space. Yeah, Is they're that... kind of aliens with tattoos. Right. Like, yeah. They, yeah. And they sort of have, yeah, oh, I love their ship. Mm. God, I want to work on ship. Yeah. ship. I have a crazy waterlogged mad ship. <laughs> and to be honest, I've never seen a Star Trek movie or program before. Really? Not even yeah. a program on telly? No. That's remarkable. <laughs> I've, I, I've, I've never been a massive Star Trek fan. Right. It was all about Star Wars for me. Uh, Star Trek, I have no interest. I don't care if the odds were better than the evens or the evens better than the odds. <laughs> you know, as far as I'm concerned, all of them left me reasonably cold. Really? This didn't. Oh, good. This warmed me up ah. and brought me right back into the into the fray of things. And oh, it, without a shadow, it is perfect popcorn cinema. There's a lot of here for the fan. There's a lot of here for the Trekkies, Trekkers, because you've got your... I'm giving it all. She's got Captain. Yes, that's you've right. Got, you know, you've got all the lines there. <laughs> to me, it was just a roller coaster ride. Yeah. It's a fantastic action movie. Mm. It's got humour. It's got, you know, good plot. Actually... But arguably the plot's even a little bit too complicated for certainly for eight-year-olds mm. trying to explain to Jacob why there's two sparks on the screen at the same time <laughs> was a nightmare and time travel huh? how do you explain that to eight-year-olds oh yeah how do you explain <laughs> time travel for all stars grown-ups you get no chance for kids <laughs> so I was you know that's the only thing but you know it, but, but it worked from but you know then I, I was able to dip in and enjoy the movie because the plot was a bit more grown-up that way yeah and he just enjoyed all the special effects and explosions. That's right. And he got the humour. He got the, you know, Scotty, I thought uh, Peg's accent was pretty up to scratch. Pretty I thought good. it was okay. Yeah. Some moments where he sort of, there was one or two moments where I noticed that wasn't quite Scottish. <laughs> but he did a great job. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's A-level now, really. <laughs> um, the biggest thing for me, and I, I mean, you know, go see this movie. This is fantastic. But for me, I've, you know this, Jeff, my, how much I really have, my, all my respect for George Lucas mm. has almost faded because of what he's done with the prequels of Star Wars. Yeah. And it's upset me to no end. And I've often mentioned that if I've ever met him at a dinner party or if I've ever met him, God forbid, <laughs> in any social uh, gathering, I would love to be able to confront him and just have a moment where he realises, looks into my eyes and somebody <laughs> tells him the truth about how he destroyed, almost destroyed that franchise. <laughs> and I've often thought, what is the best revenge to get back at Lucas? How can you get back at Lucas for what he did to Star Wars to me? You know, he's forced my boy to sit through three movies of absolute rubbishdom of just a CGI show and nothing good coming out of them. Mm. And then I thought, you know what, the best, the best thing probably for Lucas, the best lesson he can learn, go see this Star Trek. Oh. Because J.J. Abrams does not forget the comedy. He does not forget characters. Mm. He doesn't forget, you know, plot development. Mm. He doesn't forget, 
you know, entertainment. Mm. Don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. This is what these. This is how they work. Mm. And the problem is Lucas missed all that. Mm. He had it for the first three, yeah. you know, for four, five, and six of Star Wars because they, they were full of humor and character development. And he, you might say, well, hang on, the characters weren't there for the prequel. Well, then don't make the movies. <laughs> That's you right. Know, make the movies that entertain us, not yeah. the ones that shop your skills mm. because your skills, frankly, are rubbish. Could you imagine if he had given those prequels to a guy like J.J. Abrams? Mm. Mm. You know, J.J. Abrams quoted as saying that he's... a bigger fan of the Star Wars franchise than he is of Star Trek what he would have done I've always said it Lucas you go back and make these prequels you've got to give it to a fan mm. you've got to give it to somebody who loves a franchise you're too into it you're too into it. you're surrounded by people who just go yes sir no sir three bags full sir and no one's giving you honest f opinion mm. and JJ what JJ Abrams has done with this movie is he has hopefully made Lucas realise you really really <laughs> messed up that Star Wars franchise because you can do it and mm. you can and J.J. Abrams has proven mm. the importance of not just focusing on special effects and remembering story and people yeah. mm. sorry I went into one there but no absolutely it did come in for another criticism that I wanted to talk to you about some critics felt that you know it was quite warmongery is that a criticism that it's, is that a fair criticism do you think it should have been more aware of what's going on in the real world it was a bit confused at the beginning of the film there was a hero turned into a casual suicide bomber and you're just thinking, yeah, get, get your morals sorted out. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, actually, I, that didn't bother me. It's toys in space. I was yeah. quite happy. Goodies and baddies. I was quite happy with that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just give it a mark out of ten. I'm going to go nine. Jesus, Jeff's in good form today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, that's remarkable. Sticking um, with it. I'm giving it a seven and a half. Right. Right, seven and a half. Pulling myself back just a little bit because um, at the end of the day, this is popcorn. It's not life-changing. Uh, yeah, it's going to win some new fans. Mm. Jacob, when he walked out of the cinema, he said, that is the best thing I have ever seen. So <laughs> clearly, you know, he's now got a poster on his wall and he's got he's got the baser. <laughs> so from that point of view, it absolutely works. But it's popcorn cinema. Yeah. Otherwise, JJ, well done. <laughs> In your face, Mr. Lucas. <laughs> Our opinions are not the same as the Picture House Cinema necessarily. And Star Trek is on in the Picture House Cinemas uh, on general release. Uh, go check it out.